0: From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas.
1: It's about to go down in a minute. Let me touch down. I'm going to get it. Because I, 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 been waiting all night.
2: It's gang time.
0: It's game time on ESPN Central Texas, presented by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat. Now from the Allen Samuels Studios, here's Tom Barfield, Ward Whites and Ryan Fox.
1: And good morning. Welcome to Monday. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Your first word in sports as we kick off a brand new day and a brand new week. My goodness gracious, we could be on for the next six hours, I mean, there is so much to get to, and I don't know that we'll get to it all. Quite frankly, we're going to try. We're going to do everything we can to to touch base on everything that has gone on over the weekend in the wide, wide world of sports. We uh, begin by saying good morning to uh, Ward Weitz. Ward, good morning. How was your trip? Uh, it was good. It was a good trip.
3: As far as the the travel uh, aspects, <laughs> the logistics of the trip was really good. Uh, the outcome of the football game, not so good. We'll get into that.
1: Uh, you you saw something you don't see very often—a mm-hmm. ninety-nine yard drive for a winning touchdown. Mm-hmm. And how often do you see a team have first and goal at the one and not score? Not very. I mean that just. I mean that's not,
3: not very often. Three not a, feet. Not a not a team like UMHP.
1: No. Ryan, good morning. How are you? Doing well. Happy Monday. Yeah. So I. I I saw something you don't see every day as well on Friday night, in College Station. Yes, first kick the uh, first uh, the kickoff to start the second half. College Station returns it for a touchdown. Mm-hmm. They turn and kick to Temple, and they return it for a touchdown. How about answering? Yeah, you don't see that very. I, I think the last time I saw that it was Crawford and Thorndale in the state championship game, ironically at Wildcat Stadium in Temple. <laughs> How about huh. that? Yeah. Uh and that was a, a long time ago. A long time ago. So and, and we were talking about it this morning. I I don't recall a weekend where every team, we got seven radio stations in this building. Every team that we broadcast this weekend. Every one of them lost. Stop and think about that. That's mind blowing. I mean, w- we're talking about eight broadcast. Eight broadcast. And all eight of those teams got beat. Our three high schools, Waco University and Temple. Mm -hmm. uh, On the college front, Baylor. Texas and Texas A&M. UMHV. -hmm. And then the NFL game last night, Dallas.
3: You can call that NFL.
1: Yeah. Out of the box we go, and we'll begin there. And not good news, here's Dak Prescott
4: out of the box. That's very disappointing. Um, but injuries happen. Uh, can't necessarily control it. Um, just unfortunate. Obviously going to miss some time, uh, not be there for my team. Uh, and that's what hurts more than more than anything, uh, especially after the start that we just put out there. Um, wanting to be able to respond and not necessarily having that opportunity for several weeks um yeah it's unfortunate but i'll do what i've always done anytime adversity comes take on it take it on head first uh and it'll get my best and i'm sure i'll come out of this thing better let's see ankle
1: calf now hand slash thumb and and throwing arm yeah wow shoulder remember didn't didn't we say all summer didn't we just beat it like a uh, like a drum that you that Go sign somebody. You need a little help behind him that it can't be Cooper Rush and be. Ben Dinucci and, be. and and those cast of characters. And let's be honest. Was Dak playing very well before the before no. the injury? No. Not at all. The first throw of the second quarter last night, he throws the slant to C D Lamb, who did not play very well, by the way. Uh And what is C.D. Lamb having to do? Reach back behind him like we've talked about a million times. Dak does not put the football on people's hands. No. Collinsworth finally last night says, hey, he's got to make that throw. Talking about another throw, I think, to Houston along the sideline. He's got to make several of those throws he he missed last night. Yes. He can't. And he won't for six to eight weeks, I'm guessing. Isn't that what they said, six to eight weeks? Uh, yeah. At, in a, an approximate? It'll be
3: at least that.
1: Yeah. So.
3: Not sure there won't be more.
1: It, were, were we concerned that Tampa Bay was able to gash the Cowboys in the run game? And yeah, they did. I mean, Fournette was, I mean, <laughs> 7, 8, 13, 9, 7, six. Well,
3: they, you know, they've got a good offensive line. He's a really good running back. Yep. You. I mean, you – you know, at some point you got to find a way to stop that. But I think, you know, if the offense helps you a little bit, which they didn't, you 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 get that. I mean, back to back to back three and outs does not help your defense, and they start getting gashed at that point.
1: Yeah, and, and you know, on the credit side to the Cowboy defense, they forced field goals instead of touchdowns. Right, well, it know, kept I think them that, in the football game. Yes,
3: I think the defense is is okay. I mean, but when you your offense does not help you at all, does not stay on the field longer than a minute and 28, you're going to get gashed. You're going to get tired. You're going to get that, that opportunity for the other team if they can lean on you a little bit to come up with some big runs. But they did bow their neck and forced them into field goals, kept them in the ball game. The, I, this defense is okay, but you've got to get some help from your offense. You
1: just have to. The... Um... When you, when you go pass protect, when you go full pass protect, and you leave your running back in, don't leave Pollard in the game. Put Zeke back in the game. Zeke can block. Pollard can't. That's been discussed a million times as well. That's your offensive coordinator, isn't it? Not making the right, yeah, right yeah, plug? Yeah, I mean,
3: Kellen Moore was awful last night. There's no doubt about it. I mean, some of the play calls that he had, he was, he was awful. Dak was awful. The offensive line was not good. I mean, you could point to a lot of different players on that offensive side of the ball. And say they didn't perform very well. And what you think about the left tackle? If you, I thought he held up okay, didn't you? Yeah, give him kudos. He's a rookie in there, fighting his heart out. Yeah, and you know, I he held up. Yeah, he did. Especially, and I I didn't think he would. No, and and how he graded out, I don't know because I haven't gone back and watched the film. But I I would suspect he graded out okay for his first time out of the box against Tampa Bay. I mean, that's not an easy defense to go against. no and
1: then you also lost Connor mcgovern in the deal yeah you yeah. did, you did. And, and boy that that was more it's gonna hurt yes and that was more well that i looked at that maybe as big a loss as anything i mean because wow you talking about a thin offensive line behind those starters the worst thing this probably did
3: is it probably saved mike mccarthy's job
1: you think so? They because can now go back to that that same. Well, he didn't have he all didn't of his have, weapons. Yeah, he and, didn't have that. Yeah, yeah, maybe. I mean, maybe. It didn't save Scott Frost, though, did it? Well, whoo, no, but that's a, that's not Jerry Jones. No, I know. I get it. I get it. Uh, Anything else in the NFL? Uh, boy, I hate they got. I, I'm sorry. You got to find a way to to resolve ties. You, you you play the overtime period and it's still tied and you call it a tie. I don't know if you go to if you go to some kind of I don't know what you go to, but shouldn't you resolve NFL games? I just can't stand a tie.
3: Well, they're trying to prevent I mean the only I, reason why they're doing it is prevent injury. Right. You know, I I get it. I mean that's not there any longer than than that. So When you
1: play a quarter of, of bonus football, I get it. I don't know. Put the kickers out there and let them do something. I I, I don't know. Uh, it just so the Texans start off with with the with the tie, isn't that special? <laughs> uh, any surprises in the NFL? Um, Giants won. Yeah, yeah, but it's the rest of the NFC East
5: is one and zero right now. Yeah, Washington won.
3: Washington won. Philly won. Yeah, but Philly played. Detroit, but Detroit gave them all they wanted. So came back as if they were yeah. kicking a snot out of Detroit for a while. Yeah. Gave them all they wanted. Uh, I guess the biggest surprise for me was Chicago beating San Francisco.
1: Yeah. In the driving rainstorm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. holy moly. Yeah. Did you see Josh field sliding across? <laughs> yeah. That's pretty cool. I did uh, uh, Cincinnati played horrible, uh, oh. Joe Burrow five turnovers
3: Super Bowl hangover. Yep, I don't expect anything from the Bills. That's why I said that the Cowboys could beat them in week number two. But now, I I reserve the right to take that away.
1: Oh, yeah. This t- yeah, you're not going to beat Cincinnati if, if you with don't Cooper go out and get a quarterback
3: today. Today, go find a quarterback for this football team. You're doing this football team. A disservice. You're doing your fans a disservice.
1: I know you're not a big Collinsworth fan, but he said he said it last night. He said, quit comparing this team to last year's team because this roster is not last year's yeah. roster. Well, this I, is very different.
3: Dak doesn't have any weapons.
1: He has zero weapons. Uh, yeah, I mean, CD and they didn't double C.D. Lamb all night long. They don't like have I thought to. They, like, exactly. Like I thought they were going to. They didn't have to. No. They did not have to. One, Dak can't hit him. And two,
3: you know, you you just you take your chances. Hey, if if this guy's going to beat us, prove that this guy can beat us before I do something extraordinary to cover him. And the Cowboys can't do that.
1: And I get it. This is Week One. You don't hit the panic button in Week One. Oh yeah, you do. But with this team, I, I you didn't you didn't go. Hey, you know, get this right, fix this, and, and you're going to be okay. They've got lots of problems.
3: They do. They don't the, have. The, they don't have the wide receiving core that that collinsworth was talking about uh you know you let those guys walk and you didn't replenish the the cupboard uh your quarterback was awful last night before he got hurt now he's hurt and you got a guy in there that that may not could win a jv game i mean he google rush is is awful he made some terrible throws last night i get it he hasn't worked with the first team offense all week whatever but he had three preseason games to get it right, and he still couldn't get it right. You better go get somebody. I don't know if you call San Francisco. I know I do. I don't know if you call ESPN and say RG3. You've been telling everybody you're ready? Prove it. I mean, it's it's worth a shot to let RG3 prove it and be wrong than just a continuous roll out there with a, you know, you know you're going to get defeated when you put Cooper Rush back there. And I don't want to hear he won the Minnesota game last year. I mean – even a blind squirrel, Cooper Rush is not good, and he's not going to win you
1: football games. CNC Collision Center text line two five four six six two sixteen sixty. Dallas needs to do something about steel. Uh, let's see here. This one is. Uh, let's see. Roll it up here, and I'm going to read this one on the fly. Uh, from year one to to three, Dak progressed some, but since then he. Uh, he 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 hasn't progressed at all. He hasn't regressed, but he hasn't gotten any better. Uh, a lot of his stats are in the late third and fourth quarter where teams are more in prevent because they're up big. Dak is peaked, so what you see is what you get. Dak is a fourth-round
3: quarterback that fell into a good offense his rookie year because Romo went and down. Kellen Moore went down. Mm-hmm. He would have never seen the field if Kellen Moore wouldn't have went down. And he fell into a great offense. And everybody got enamored with Dak Prescott. He's not that good. He's a fourth-round quarterback that got paid like an elite quarterback, which he is not an elite quarterback.
1: Well, and again, I I think they paid him because they thought, uh, you know, that they had all the tools and all the weapons, and they didn't. I mean, they didn't get it done last year. Anyway. So we're off and running. That's that's the uh, that's the cowboy situation. So, in uh, Christie Scales will have more on Dak's injury coming up at uh, seven twenty or so when we get to the uh, the cowboy report. So there you go. All right, uh, seven thirteen. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. We're also going to talk some high school football. We're going to get into the uh, to the. Uh, Uh, Top 25, AP Top 25 has juggled a lot. We'll get into that today. Uh, We'll get into what's going on around the college football. It was a wacky day in college football. Uh, We'll talk about UMHB. We'll talk about the Bears. We'll do that next here on ESPN Central Texas. Matt Mosley, weekdays at 4 p.m. on
0: ESPN Central Texas.
6: This was a hardcore drink that he had. Aaron, do you know what I'm talking about? Can you pronounce whatever Aaron Rodgers was drinking? Apparently the NFL has said no, this is not on our band's substance. Ayahuasca. Ayahuasca. All right. Do you feel like the show would be better if I tried some ayahuasca? I think people already think I might be on something during these shows. The Matt Mosley Show, weekdays
0: 4 to 6 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas.
7: Everything we do, we do for you. Empower your financial future with First Central Credit Union. Make the drive and make it possible with an auto loan or vehicle refinance to First Central. Have a winning season with First Central Savings Blitz Play. Quick local team loan processing with competitive rates and flexible terms. Apply online. We make it easy to score at FirstCentralCU.com. Everything we do, we do for you.
3: Membership and loan policy requirements apply. Member NCUA.
7: At Bush's Chicken, you can always count on getting the best chicken, the best tenders, and the best tea at the best value. Plus, one of the great traditions at Bush's Chicken is Tender Tuesday. We make it quick and easy to feed the entire family with 16 tenders, a family gravy, and four rolls. Bush's Chicken, simply the best.
0: ESPN Radio Sports Center.
8: I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update, brought to you by ASCO Equipment in Belton off I-35. On it with Case Construction Equipment, whatever the job is. The Cowboys opened the season with a 19-3 loss at home to Tampa Bay. The Houston Texans, meanwhile, went to overtime with the Colts, only for the game to end in a tie at 20. Georgia has moved to the top of the AP poll with Alabama dropping to second. Ohio State, Michigan, and Clemson remain in the top five. Baylor falls eight spots to 17. Texas moves up to 21, and the Aggies fall to 24. The Astros blasted the Angels 12-4 for their 90th win of the season. Houston starts a three-game series in Detroit tonight. Texas has a doubleheader today at Miami, with the early game on Cool 101.3 and the nightcap on ESPN Central Texas
0: Sports Center. Every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Now back to the Allen Samuel Studios.
2: 14 penalties for 117 yards tonight. Here we go. Here's the ball game. Fourth and goal from the 12 yard line. Shapen to the end zone. It's incomplete. He threw it long in the center of the end zone, and Brigham Young wins over Baylor in double overtime tonight. 26-20. Cougars win over the Bears.
1: It was loud. 63,000-plus making a lot of noise in Provo uh, on Saturday night in, in a uh, just a gut-wrenching loss for the Bears. <sighs> Where to begin? Obviously, the penalties. But you know what? You, you also had a missed extra point and a missed field goal in overtime. BYU had a couple of missed kicks. It was crazy. Uh, Ward, I don't know if you did, – did you get to see much of the game? I know that you were yeah, traveling I got, home. I
3: got, I got to see a lot of it.
1: They – uh. They didn't have any explosives. I mean, no. There was no really big plays in the football game. I think the longest run was 13 yards or something like that. Longest pass may have been 19. Mm-hmm. Uh several 3 and outs. Yeah, they
3: had a bunch of 3 and outs. I don't know how many they had, but it was yeah, more than a few. Uh What were they on third down conversions?
1: Uh I'm I'm trying to see if I printed that uh let me see if I can find that. Let's see here. I'm looking. I'm looking. Talks among yourselves here while we have third down conversions. 50%, 9 of 18. Mm. 9 of 18. Uh, now, conversely, BYU was 3 of 14 on third down. And they were, uh, let's see what they were on fourth down. One, One of one. Yeah, they, you know. You had your chances, but uh, you you didn't move the ball particularly well. Mm-hmm. Then they would have these incredibly long drives, uh, you know, right out of the box to start the third quarter. It, it was a strange game to me. It, it, I mean, because particularly early, I mean, Shapen gets sacked four times. He was rushed several more times, uh, and again, just a ton of flags. So it, it it was hard to get any rhythm. Well, heck, on the on the. Uh, on on this in the second overtime you you you've got fourth and fourth and goal at the six and you fall start next well, you thing can't you know, do that next thing you know you're fourth and goal from the eleven you know uh it just it just yeah you can't do that and they prep for this I mean one of the you know one of the things that coach Aranda talked about uh, is back in in fall camp they had a nine fifteen practice to coincide with the start of this game. And one of the things we, you got to realize is th- the way the schedule falls in 22, they've got some difficult road games, including in a couple of weeks when they go play Iowa State, who beat Iowa 10-7 uh, to 7 on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's a big game. Shoot, you think? I watched them celebrate. I watched the end of that game. And that's what I did Saturday, man. I, I hunkered down and went all over that dial. We, you know, we didn't, we didn't, uh, we didn't have. You know, the the Baylor game was all by itself at nine fifteen. Huh. Man, I hope we don't do that again. Nine <laughs> fifteen? Are you kidding me already? That was no fun. And I someone called it Big Twelve. You know, at night or Big Twelve after dark or something. No. Put the sun. Put play these games when the sun's up. <laughs> I don't. I didn't like it. I don't know about you guys. I like night
3: games. But yeah, but, but I, don't, a night, I don't. I don't like, like them. Midnight games. I don't
1: like them. Tomorrow morning games. <laughs> yeah. Which is, I mean, it was two a.m. by the time mm-hmm. I went to bed. Stop it already. <laughs> Derek and those guys doing the program, the post game show, and I'm like, holy smokes. What this, you know, what what does this do in the big scheme of things for Baylor? It's a non-con. Well, it's a non-conference game. Uh, it it
3: hurts you in in that aspect of of rankings, and you know, you know me in rankings. So yeah. you know, you still go win your conference and see where the chips fall after mm-hmm. that. So you know, it it's it's a non-conference game. It's an opportunity to learn about your team, make make corrections, and and move on down the road.
1: Yeah, and it's, you know, they'll step out of conference. They'll play one more non-conference this week when they play Texas State at 11. Mm -hmm. Uh, And our broadcast begins at 7 a.m. Holy moly. But you know what? I'll take 7 a.m. over 145 in the morning (laughs) or 2 o'clock when we were finishing up. But anyway, uh, you know, we're going to have Jerry Hill at 730. And I want to talk to Jerry a little bit about – about what he saw and it. And it's hard to, without being there, it's hard, but it, it looked like BYU, especially at times, won the line of scrimmage with their defensive front, which, you know, that's going against one of Baylor's strong suits. Again, shaping, sacked four times, hurried a lot. Uh, y- you didn't have the explosives. Uh, so I don't know. I I, I want to get Jerry's thoughts on that. Plus you never, you know, this, you have 14 flags, you get no rhythm. You have no chance to really kind of. But there were a couple of really long drives. So it was, a, to me, from that aspect, it was a strange game. After the game, uh, Ricky Thompson from um, uh, the, the uh, Baylor broadcast team, courtesy of Learfield, had a chance to catch up with Dave
9: Aranda. I thought their effort was um, really good. I thought their um, their want to was there. I thought they were playing for each other and trying to back each other up. But I thought you know we we're playing. Um, multiple opponents throughout the game. I mean, we have 14 penalties, and a lot of them at costly times. You know, we'd be off the field, and there would be a penalty, and we're right back on. You know, they would extend drives for them and, you know, shorten drives for us. And I just think, you know, um, as much as uh, we've stressed it, we have to do a better job. I need to do a better job of making that a, a real big priority, um, because we cannot, you know, in these other road environments that we're going to be going to, we can't be battling whatever team we're playing on the field and ourselves. Um, you know, I think it's too tall of a task.
1: That's Dave Aranda uh, on the post game, and, and you know, it, look, he he looks at Ricky Thompson and said, "You you can't go on the road. It's hard to win at home when you commit 14 fouls, but you, it, man, going on the road." And committing fourteen fouls and getting behind the change and really at some inopportune times, not that there really is an opportune time for a penalty. But uh, again, we were talking about it. You're down on the goal line, fourth, fourth and goal in double overtime, and you have a false start. And, and so now you're back at around the twelve yard line, trying to get it that ball into the end zone. That's it's it's tough. I mean, it's it's a difficult thing. And on the flip side, the uh, the bu uh, the uh, BYU quarterback Jaron Hall. He threw for two hundred and sixty-one yards, and uh, he played well. I mean, I thought he, I thought he played well. Uh, so BYU comes away with with, and boy, they had that one circled. Don't don't kid yourself. Oh no, you just
3: look at the stands. Yeah, they were they were in they were completely in a froth for this one.
1: Yeah, they <laughs> they had that one circled. They pour out of the stands, and and you know and. And I'm thinking you're pouring out of the stands on the second game of the season, and you're a ranked team. Yeah, you you're beat, a ranked team. You beat a top ten team, though. That's mm-hmm. going to happen. Yeah. Uh, Do you see how quickly they got the goalpost down? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that was it's pretty wise on BYU's part. So did the same thing in Lubbock. Did they really? Mm-hmm. We'll get into the Big Twelve here coming up in a couple of minutes, but uh, and we'll talk more about this Baylor. Uh, game And uh, with Jerry Hill coming up in just a few minutes. Right now, let's get the latest on the Cowboys. Christy Scales has got today's – Do cal- we have to? Uh-huh. Do we have to? Yeah, I think so. Contractually obligated. Christy Scales has today's Cowboys report brought to you by Richard Carr Buick GMC Cadillac. Check them out at RichardCar.com. <laughs>
10: everyone with today's Cowboys report. I'm Christy Scales. Dallas loses last night's regular season opener to Tampa and loses Dak Prescott for several weeks to a thumb injury. Details after this.
0: Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated.
11: 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Becky Hammond on being the first woman to coach in the NBA.
7: What if it's no big deal that I'm a woman? What if it's about striving for excellence and being the best me without the label?
11: It's not about where others say you should be, it's about where you want to go. It's about a financial services company that focuses on your measures of success. Whether it's for your home or business, we offer personalized service and expert advice to help you achieve your unique goals.
7: Visit SWBC.com for financial
10: services. Last night's Cowboys 19-3 loss at home to Tampa in the season opener was ugly as the offense managed just one field goal. But adding injury to insult is the fact that quarterback Dak Prescott will have surgery on the joint of his right thumb and he'll be sidelined as long as eight weeks. The injury occurred in the fourth quarter and it was Cooper Rush who had to step in.
3: Yeah, just go do your job, it's the same
1: plays. All come together as a group and um, you know just gotta go make plays and execute.
10: Execute is what the offense failed to do last night, totaling just 71 rushing yards and a paltry 173 passing yards, and yet yeah, it was as bad as those numbers suggest. Dallas looks to rebound next Sunday when hosting the Bengals. With today's Cowboys report, I'm Christy Scales.
9: Hey, Baylor fans. Looking
10: for a
8: place to stay for the next home game? Camp Fempo Waco is a brand-new camping resort located just five miles from McLean Stadium. Bring your RV or book a cabinet at Camp Info and enjoy on site amenities like their pool, swim up bar, water playground, mini golf, and more. To learn more and book your state, visit
11: CampInfo.com. That's campfimfo.com.
1: Have you ever been stranded on the side of the road? The next time it happens, call Big Boy's Record Service to get you and your ride where you need to be. You can count on Big Boy's Record Service to help you with roadside assistance, such as when your vehicle won't start, you need a tire change, you locked yourself out of your vehicle, or you're stuck in the mud. Remember, Big Boys Record Service can help with heavy hauls as well. No job too big or too small, they do it all. In business since 1983, Big Boys Record Service. Call 254-662-3031. And remember, slow down or move over.
12: Exceptional experience. Extraordinary results. That's what you receive when you hire the attorneys at Steckler, Wayne, Cherry, and Love Law Firm. They are trial lawyers with over 100 years combined experience, specializing in catastrophic personal injury and product defect cases, as well as business disputes. Steckler, Wayne, Cherry, and Love has an office in Waco managed by local attorney Craig Cherry. Craig Cherry is triple board certified. Fewer than 1% of all lawyers in Texas are triple board certified. He has obtained significant settlements and verdicts for his clients, Due in no small part to his ingenuity and relentless tenacity. His tireless dedication and ability to anticipate his opponent's next move makes him the ultimate opponent in the courtroom. Learn more about Steckler, Wayne Cherry, and Love at swclaw.com. That's swclaw.com.
0: Time to talk Baylor Athletics with Baylor University's Director of Sports Journalism, Jerry Hill. <laughs>
1: Our buddy, our pal from the Baylor Insider, Jerry Hill, does join us this uh, Monday morning at 7.30. Jerry, I got to know, first thing, what time did you get home?
13: 7 a.m. <laughs> uh, we actually got, we, I think we landed in Waco or at McGregor at like 6, 15, 6, well, close to 6.30, yeah, and I, I made it home at 7.
1: <laughs> did you take a nap?
13: Uh, that day?
1: Yes, yesterday. Right. You, you did you I notice was... I waited late to text you? Right.
13: Hey, I appreciate that. No, uh, I did. A little, well, I I laid down when I got got home and uh, did not make it to church that morning. Um, but yeah, I did get a little little uh, sleep in before uh, before my day started. And and my thought was, man, I'm glad this is not Monday. <laughs> <laughs> I would not be able to get up at 7:30 to. Uh, talk to my friends
1: i got you I, I i was thinking about you guys when i when i laid my head on the pillow at 2 a.m yeah, right uh there. i went they're gonna be have fun coming home so yeah. anyway yeah. jerry just uh, first of all just give us your overall thoughts on the game and i know you're going to start with penalties wow yeah yeah that was uh
13: it's funny i'm i'm doing uh, i do a uh kind of a Monday morning quarterback deal for the linebacker club at uh, with Baylor. And, and that was my very first note was, you know, a lot of flags, obviously 14 penalties against Baylor. And this was the same team that they had none against last year. First time in program history that they had ever had a penalty-free game last year in that 38-24 win here. And they had 14 penalties for 117 yards. Uh, in that game, and really even both teams, it was 23 penalties for 191 yards between yes. the two of them. So there were a lot being thrown. Um, and some of them were just critical times for Baylor, you know, obviously the two, uh, false start penalties on the offensive line there in the last series, you know, that's why you wind up with fourth and goal from the 12. So those were obviously, you know, critical. They, you know, they had a running into the kicker that, you know, kept the drive alive, uh, and just, you know, some big penalties at key times.
3: For the Bears' offense, without the penalties there, were they able to ever find that rhythm that they've been looking for, or was this a game that BYU eliminated that, or they stopped themselves?
13: You know, Ward, without seeing film, I don't know what was happening with the receivers, but they were never able to really throw the ball downfield. Um, I think the longest pass play was 19 yards uh, and that was to Gavin Holmes there at the, uh, I believe it was the start of the third quarter. So, I mean, uh, a, a week after, uh, granted, you got to look at the opponents, but the week before they had 10 explosive plays of 23 yards or, or more, their longest play period against BYU was 19. I, I will say BYU's defense, played really, really well. And they did some different things, obviously, than they they did last year. But, you know, Baylor just didn't do a very good job adjusting to what BYU was doing and never, yeah, like you said, never really found a good rhythm. At one point, uh, Blake had completed like nine passes in a row, but, you know, kind of went away from that, I thought. You know, he had, like I said, he had completed nine in a row, and I think in the two overtime periods he threw four, and that included the, you know, the fourth down pass there.
1: And I was going to ask about the offensive line. I mean, Blake was was sacked four times, hurried several more times. And as you mentioned, the uh, the his long was 19. And in the right. running game, Squirrel had a 13-yard run. That was the longest. So they did not have any explosives uh, in, in the game. Do you right. feel like BYU's front uh, at least held up against Baylor's offensive line, or did they actually win that battle in the trenches?
13: No, I think they won it. Um, you know, I, Certainly on that side, and I think they may have won it even on the other side, but certainly, you know, Baylor's offensive line versus BYU's you know, defensive front. I think BYU definitely won that battle, and it did surprise me. Um, You know, uh, like you said, Blake was was sacked four times, but, you know, pressured a lot more than that. And I just, you know, felt like a lot of time, and that was part of it, too, was, um, you know, he – he either wasn't having time or the receivers weren't getting open and he was getting sacked. So that's where I, did, I didn't really get a good feel for how the BYU DBs were doing, you know, against the receivers, but just nobody was – apparently nobody was getting open.
3: Running game of concern for you in this game?
13: You know, Ward, they uh, they didn't average a ton, certainly. Um, I think it was maybe less than four. It was three point. Uh, well, it was 3.6 for average per play period, 2.9 per rush. So, yeah, I mean, that is a concern. You take the sacks out and it's a little better, but not great. So, yeah, I think, and like I said, that that somewhat goes to the offensive line, but, you know, that could have been uh, other factors as well. Maybe the, you know, I know there was one or two plays where I saw the running back just be real tentative um squirrel did that on one play where he wound up getting a yard loss when it uh, that was actually in that series there late in the fourth quarter where i thought baylor had a chance to kind of put it away you know it was a tie ball game you drive down there and either you kick a field goal or you score a touchdown and you win the game because there's two minutes left but uh you know on that third and five i believe it was um squirrel was a little tentative on on a run to the left side and just you know he got he got stuffed for a yard loss. So there again, you know, at a key time, they weren't able to get it done.
1: You know, they missed their first extra point. Uh, right. Do you did, did you get a sense they were chasing that one point? Uh, I, I didn't, quite frankly, and I'm just wondering what, no, what I, you thought.
13: No, I, I didn't. Um, you know, I, I think that happens sometimes. But, no, I didn't think in this one it played a huge factor. I mean, obviously, you know, you can sit there in hindsight and go, well, you know, if, if they had kicked that one, maybe they, maybe they would have won twenty one twenty. I don't mm-hmm. think that's the case, really. I think, you know, BYU could have caught that point, too. So, uh, I, I didn't think they really, you know, certainly it, it didn't help you, but I don't think it wound up hurting you a ton in terms of, like you said, chasing that point. I, I didn't feel that way at all.
3: Special teams overall for the Bears. What did you think about that?
13: Um, not real good. Um, they, you know, didn't really have much of a return game at all. Um, you know, good, good punting, I guess from BYU, but, uh, you know, just really not a lot of returns at all. Um, you know, squirrel did okay on the kickoff returns, but, you know, there were a couple of times where, you know, if, if he does the, you know, fair catch deal or, you know, signals that, um, you know, they would have got it to 25 and instead they got it at the 20. So, I think you still want to take a few chances on those, but you know, never really were able to get anything going. And then Gavin had one punt return uh, for six yards. You know, I thought Isaac Power was pretty good on punts. Um, you know, had a good day. Had several inside the 20, so I thought he had a good day. Noah Roshenberg, uh, you know, I think he had every kickoff. Uh, you know, as touchback, so that part was good. Uh, but then, you know, obviously the missed extra point and the missed field goal. I know it was 43 yards, but, you know, college kickers should make that. And, and uh, you know, Isaiah Hankins is only a sophomore, but he, you know, had a really good freshman year, so we expect him to step up there and make that kick. Uh, you know, but their kicker missed two that could have won it. So, you know, it was a, it was kind of a rough day for kickers.
1: I, I want to go back to the running game real quick. Uh, I, I thought Quaylen Jones ran the football hard. I, I, I kind of liked the way he attacked the, uh, the, the, the front.
13: Yeah, I thought him and and Squirrel, really, for the most part. You know, they gave you a a lift in the running game. You know, Tay went out fairly early. He had six carries for 22 yards, but, you know, left the game fairly early. Um, But I thought those guys picked it up, and and like you said, I thought they ran hard. Quayland, in particular, uh, went up with two touchdowns, you know, 67 yards on 16 carries. Not a great night, but, you know, a good night. And then he had – um, I believe three catches for 17 yards. So he had 84 yards on, on 19 touches. And I, I think you can win with that. I mean, you'd like to have more than that, but like I said, that, that was a good BYU defense. So uh, that part I thought was okay. Um, you know, and, and let's see where Tay McWilliams is after this one. Um, but, you know, yeah, I thought those two guys in particular and Quaylen, i I thought they really, you know, like you said, ran the ball hard, um, didn't ever really make big plays. I, I think Quaylen had an 11 yard and Craig had 13. So those were those were the big plays of the night. So you just didn't have a lot of that.
3: How quickly do the Bears have to file this one away, forget about it, and don't let BYU beat you twice?
13: Ward, I would think or hope that they did it on the flight back. You know, they got back a little bit earlier than us, but I, I, I do feel like they will they have to put it behind him, but I think they will. And, you know, I know it's Texas state coming up, but Texas state gave you some troubles in the season opener last year. So you better be ready to play that kind of thing. So, but I think they will. I mean, um, I I think there were some people freaking out about that game. and, And my thought was you lost to a top 25. Now, I think they're 12th in one of the polls. You lost to them on the road in double overtime. So you know, put that in perspective. Um, when you know there were a few top ten teams that lost at home to unranked teams um, Saturday, so I, in that in that comparison, I think we're okay. But yeah, I think you do have to put it behind you and, and move on to the next game, and then you've got a a, a difficult another difficult road trip coming up uh, at, at Iowa State in a couple of weeks. I,
1: I was going to ask, and, and I got a couple here real quick. Uh, yeah. Let let's start. Let's go back to to the overtime period. It, it, it felt like, and it looked like, that Baylor was bound to determine that they were going to run the football in OT.
13: Yeah, and I, I had the deal a minute ago. I think it was ten running plays, four passing plays, and like I said, that includes the fourth and goal from the twelve, where you had to pass. Um, and I think there were, I think there was one pass in that first overtime, I mean, you only had basically three plays, but there was only one pass. And again, there was another critical penalty. You had the uh, uh, squirrel had a 17 yard run down to the one, but Ben Sims was flagged for holding, you know, if they and I didn't think he needed to, um, it was and past the play. And yeah, they were, that's my thought was he was already past the play. Don't, you know, at the very least kind of let go. And I, I think if he hadn't taken him to the ground, they might not have called holding, but, you know, the fact that he literally took him to the ground, you had to call it. But, yeah, that was a huge play. But, yeah, Tommy, to your point, 10 rushes, four passes, including the fourth and goal. And then, that, you know, the one pass in the first overtime, I believe, was, you know, it was third and 13, and he threw a little, you know, short pass to Quaylon Jones. Um, so, yeah, just not much in the passing game in either overtime period
1: final thought for you here and you you brought it up so we'll dive into this thing because I want to we're going to talk about it a little bit later on uh with with NIL and Mm -hmm. with the transfer portal as prevalent as it is are there upsets in college football anymore I mean I mean I I look around in 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 you know Marshall's winning you know in in South Bend and and App State's winning in College Station and and Kansas has gone on the road to beat West Virginia. I mean, come on. <laughs> what, what what are your thoughts there?
13: Yeah, I think there is a little bit of a free agent market out there now in college and that's sad to see. Uh but yeah, I think it has, you know, probably leveled the field to some degree. I think some of it uh the rich get richer, but I I I do think some of the teams, you know, um through the transfer portal, through NIL, they, you know, they are able to get maybe better players overall than, than, you know, that they've been able to get in the past. And it certainly affects the college game Um, in that sense, you know, that Saturday was a crazy day. Like you said, I mean, maybe there are no upsets, Um, you know, but yeah, I think to your point, it's given everybody a chance Uh, and, you know, obviously Appalachian state and Marshall took advantage of that. So we'll see how it goes the rest of the year, Tommy.
1: All right, Jerry. Uh, we're going to let you roll over and finish up that nap and, and, and try to get your sleep cycle back to where it belongs. I appreciate that. Hey, what? Thank what? You, you got anything going on with the insider today, or I mean, what's happening? Uh, we,
13: yeah, I'm actually doing. I don't know that you'd remember the name, but Jake Baskin that uh, pitched for Baylor late '90s. Um, he he came back uh, and, and is in with the Bear Foundation and development. I, he's my getting to know feature this week. So uh, that be good, yeah, Jake. Yeah, Jake. Jake's a good guy, and he's he's uh he's really kind of rising in the ranks in the development office. So uh, excited to do that story this week.
1: Jerry, we'll see you later on this morning.
13: Thanks, guys. Appreciate hey, it. We'll
1: talk to you later. That's Jerry Hill from the uh, Baylor Bear Insider. Yeah, there will be a Dave Miranda. Uh, press conference and a lot of that press conference john will have for you uh, at three o'clock this afternoon on the john moore show 745 we're 15 away from eight this is game time here on espn central texas glad to have you with us from the Allen samuel studios and we're brought to you in part by pioneer steel and pipe where they've got that brand new location it's got to be close i'm telling you i drove by there the other day that thing is going to be spectacular next to Busby Feed on Loop 340. Uh, But right now, they continue to serve you uh, down in Bryan and also at 913 South Loop Drive at Orchard Lane. They're open Monday through Friday from 730 until 5, so they're open right now to serve you. And they're open on Saturdays from 8 until noon. You can always... Check them out online. And, uh, you know, they deliver, they unload. Uh, they offer the best in custom metal buildings, residential metal roofing, equipment uh, barns, garage and carport covers. They carry all sizes of pipe from one half inch to 24 inches uh, for all you. And they also have square tubing, one half inch to six inches for all your weekend projects, such as, you know, those deer stands and. Well, you got to get those ready, and that's that's coming uh, sooner than later. In uh, ornamental iron jobs, you can do all that and get all your uh, get all your product at Pioneer Steel and Pipe. They've been serving Central Texas since 1943. Did you hear what I said? Serving Central Texas since 1943. That's, that's four generations of Emory's that have been taking care of Central Texas, and you're not. You're not in business that long if you don't provide outstanding customer service, and that's what they pride themselves in. John Braden, the entire Emory family doing a great job taking care of you at Pioneer Steel and Pipe, where they where you can check them out 24-7 at Pioneerboys.com.
6: This is Dallas Cowboys Football 2022. In the gun,
2: Prescott, inside handoff Elliott. Only heard here. here. Bouncing right with a convoy
1: to the five near the pilot. All cease Touchdown. Zeke 13 yards.
2: Sunday afternoon, it's your Cowboys and the Cincinnati
1: Bengals. Live from AT&T Stadium. On this Dallas Cowboys radio network station. It's the Cowboys and the Bengals Sunday afternoon at 2.30 on ESPN Central Texas.
14: NeighborWorks Waco is now in their 30th year of assisting families in the Waco area and purchasing their first home. Today, over 3,200 families have been assisted, and these new homeowners have gained over $320 million in home equity through these years. Would you like to be a part of these results? Give us a call at 254-752-1647 or register to get started at www.nw-waco.org. Let NeighborWorks Waco open the door to homeownership for you you and your family. The right call can make all the difference
6: on and off the field. Hi, I'm Mark Stewart with Bird Colgen Ford. When it's time for your new car, truck, or SUV, BK Ford is the right call. Come check out our award-winning lineup of best-selling models in their class. The Mustang, Explore, Expedition F-150, and Super Duty. BK Ford proudly supports all Central Texas athletes. Make the right call for your next vehicle at BK Ford. Simple, easy, trusted. Experience better at BK Ford.
0: ESPN Radio Sports Center.
8: I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update, brought to you by ASCO Equipment in Belton off I-35. On it with Case Construction Equipment, whatever the job is. The Cowboys opened the season with a 19-3 loss at home to Tampa Bay. The Houston Texans, meanwhile, went to overtime with the Colts, only for the game to end in a tie at 20. Georgia has moved to the top of the AP poll with Alabama dropping to second. Ohio State, Michigan, and Clemson remain in the top five. Baylor falls eight spots to 17. Texas moves up to 21, and the Aggies fall to 24. The Astros blasted the Angels 12-4 for their 90th win of the season. Houston starts a three-game series in Detroit tonight. Texas has a doubleheader today at Miami with the early game on pool 101.3 and the nightcap on ESPN Central Texas.
0: Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Game time is brought to you in part by Big Boys Record Service in Robinson and good feet in the Central Texas marketplace.
1: All right, 7. 50, 10 away from eight. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. John's got the uh, Baylor Sports Beat program coming up in a few minutes. I asked Jerry Hill the question. I'll ask you guys the question. Both of you weigh in on this uh, with with NIL uh, and with the transfer portal in play. Are there upsets anymore?
3: Yes, there are upsets. But I look if this weekend didn't prove our point of expanding the playoffs to where they should be, nothing ever will because other teams can play with other teams.
1: There's no question. There's no question. It
3: it can happen. This week improved. It can happen. Let's expand the playoffs on out to 16, whatever you want to put it at. Four is not enough. We got 12. I Mm -hmm. don't think 12 is enough. I think every conference champion should be in the playoffs, and then you have it large after that. But this week improved that on any given Saturday in the right conditions, a team can be beat or teams can play with teams and so I don't want to hear that
1: it just can't happen i yeah, I was watching the a and m game and I in and the announcer said, well you know they, they they're no longer in the in the playoff hunt, but they're you know they're they're still in play to for the conference and I'm thinking to myself and that's the same situation with Bader quite frankly. Uh, yeah, they're out. Yeah. But should you be out in week two? No, you should not. That's why a true playoff would be okay. Yeah. And, and let me just say this. I, and again, I, I did not see any of the Washington, Wisconsin game. Okay. Didn't see it. Uh, I did see some of the Notre Dame Marshall game. Marshall deserved to win that football game. Mm-hmm. I did see a lot of the AM app state game app state. Give me the numbers again, uh, Ryan. Uh l- listen to this. So
5: this is the play differential. Appalachian State ran seventy five plays while AM only ran thirty nine. The time of possession, Apple Appalachian State, forty one minutes twenty-nine seconds. A and 18 minutes and 17 seconds because all the field.
1: They, they won that line of scrimmage and they ran the football tick 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 ran the ball again tick tick they won the game in the trenches mm-hmm. which is what you know you could have all of these exotic offenses and all that stuff all you want to but football's still football you win the line of scrimmage you win the football game 99% of the time, and Appalachian State won, won the game. Kansas goes to West Virginia, wins the football game. Not, who would have ever thought KU, having already played a conference game, on the road in Morgantown would be sitting here 2-0? Nobody. 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 But that's where they are. Uh, and I think Coach Brown's in trouble. Speaking of in trouble, Scott Frost is gone. You surprised by that move? No. I, I'm surprised he even got to coach a game this year one and two out the door he goes and there's already talk they look miserable they did there's already he's probably relieved quite frankly but oh, the, yeah. the, there there are there's already talk that uh coach Campbell at Iowa State's high on the list he's high on well, everybody's sure. list he's on everybody's every list every year everybody every NFL
3: now, teams have looked at him
1: yeah now what happens who knows what happens one one day there may be a job that he looks at and goes yeah but I'm telling you right now, as long as Nebraska's in the Big Ten, I'm staying away from that job. It's it's a hard job now, uh, in the Big Ten because there's so many good teams in the Big Ten. Well, if Nebraska was Nebraska,
3: your, it wouldn't be a hard job. But they're not.
1: What what is your what is your uh, what is your footprint for recruiting? You used to come into Texas a lot when you were in the Big Twelve, playing people down here, and you well, could even even before then, before they got in the Big Twelve, yeah. they
3: were outstanding
1: mm-hmm. in the know. Big Eight. Yeah. Yes.
3: They and and they could recruit all over the nation because they were outstanding. If you're good enough, your footprint gets big enough for where you can recruit anywhere. They're just that they haven't been relevant in a long time. Quinn Ewers,
1: two to three weeks. I saw four to six. Yeah, that's what I saw as well. Oh, one. really? I thought I saw two to three. No? no I saw four, four, to, four to six. six. That's tough. You know, if in that game if you're Alabama, you say, you know what? If if we don't play sloppy, we win this game easily. If you're Texas, you say, if yours stays upright, we have a chance. Because he was playing well. Make no mistake about it. He was playing good football. And then you bring in Hurd, and, and my goodness, he was on one leg, and you still nearly win the football game. I thought Texas uh, gave a great accounting of themselves in that football game Saturday. But at the end of the day? Bama wins the game. Mm -hmm. But, and this is what we were going to talk about, does it matter how you win the game as long as you win the game? Not to me it doesn't. Uh, But
3: apparently it does. Well, to, to some mediocre
1: writers. Sorry. AP Top 25. Georgia's now number one. Alabama's now number two. Ohio State's number three. Michigan is number four. Clemson, five. Oklahoma, six. USC, seven. Oklahoma State's eight. Kentucky on the rise at number nine. Arkansas jumps up to number 10. BYU with their win is 12. Baylor drops to 17 uh, with the loss. That's a big plunge. Listen, you lost in double overtime on the road to a top 20 or top 15 team now, and you go all the way from nine to 17? That means they were
3: reluctant to put them at nine to begin with.
1: Texas is now 21 so you lose and you and you jump into the poll and the Aggies fall to 24.
3: Aggie should be out of the poll
1: they're not they're 24 I know that's why the polls don't mean here's here's app state story they lose on the road by two to North Carolina and then they go in and and they 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 whipped in him mm-hmm. I don't care you can if you're an Aggie sorry They did. Now, could they do it again? I don't know. They didn't have to. They did it that day. That's all they needed. I mean, they won the line of scrimmage. They absolutely won the line of scrimmage. You talk about somebody that may be
3: in swaying and in trouble. Jimbo Fisher.
12: You think?
1: Yeah, I do. NC State, by the way, is number 16. Number 16 in the country. And they eke out a two-point win over App State, and then App State goes and beats... A&M and m in College Station, uh, and I'm telling you, I thought I I watched a lot of it. It wasn't pretty. It wasn't you know, but they don't care. They just lined up and and just did what they needed to do to win that football game, and just good for them. Yeah, look at again twenty more snaps or whatever it was, and they held it for twenty more minutes, and kind of hard to win when you don't have the football. Well, and that was the game plan going in. That Just sure keep was keep the ball out of their hands, play and, keep away. Yeah, and that's exactly what they did. It was a interesting day to say the least in, yeah. in college, we'll, we'll, and we'll get into the Big Twelve a little bit later. But it was an interesting day in, in the in the Big Twelve conference. Uh, but right now, we got to turn it over to John Morris with today's Baylor Sports Beat program.
7: It's time now for today's Baylor Sports Beat, your daily dose of green and gold. Now, here's the voice of the Bears.
2: Everybody, it's time for a check of Baylor Athletics on the Monday, Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up, we'll wrap up the weekend in Baylor Athletics, including soccer, volleyball, and Baylor football, dropping a double overtime heartbreaker on the road. Details straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat.
7: Keep up with Baylor soccer all season on Twitter, on Instagram, and on Snapchat at Baylor F-U-T-B-O-L.
1: If you're out looking for a great selection of new cars and trucks, then shop Allen Samuels in Waco because we have some of the best deals in Central Texas that will put you in a new vehicle and driving away with confidence. During the Labor Day sales event, you can take your pick, a new 2022 Dodge Charger or Dodge Challenger and receive 0% for 72 months and no payments for 90 days. If you're a first responder, you get an extra $500 off your purchase. High quality vehicles from a dealership with a hometown feel. Allen Samuels in Waco.
7: Now back to today's Baylor Sports Beat. Here again is the voice, John Morris.
2: And welcome back, Baylor football, in a top 25 showdown with future Big 12 member BYU late Saturday night in Provo, Utah. The game went back and forth, tied at 20 at the end of regulation, and the Cougars win it in double overtime over Baylor. 26-20 the final score. After the game, we visited
9: with Bears head coach Dave Aranda. I thought their effort was um, really good. I thought their, um, their want to was there. I thought they were playing for each other and trying to back each other up, but I thought you know, we are playing um, multiple opponents throughout the game. I mean, we have 14 penalties and a lot of them at costly times. You know, we'd be off the field and there would be a penalty and we're right back on. You know, they would extend drives for them and, you know, shorten drives for us. And I just think, you know, um, as much as uh, we've stressed it, we have to do a better I need to do a better job of making that a a real big priority um, because we cannot – You know, in these other road environments that we're going to be going to, we can't be battling whatever team we're playing on the field and ourselves. You know, I think it's too tall of a task.
2: Dave Aranda following Saturday's 26-20 double overtime loss to the BYU Cougars in Provo. Next up, the Bears back in action this Saturday back home at McLean Stadium hosting Texas State. It's an 11 a.m. kickoff this Saturday. Also from the weekend, congratulations to Baylor Volleyball. They sweep through their own Baylor Invitational, winning in straight sets over Colorado State, Arizona State, and Evansville. And Baylor Soccer scheduled to play Gonzaga on Sunday afternoon in Spokane. The match had to be canceled due to unhealthy air quality in the city due to surrounding forest fires. Next up, for Baylor Soccer, they'll take on SMU on Sunday in Dallas. And that's today's Baylor Beat. More tomorrow. I'm John Morris.
0: From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas.
1: All right, welcome back into the program. This is Game Time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Ward and Ryan, we're glad you're with us. We're talking Cowboy football and Dak Prescott injury, we're talking uh, college football, Baylor Big 12 football. I, I tell you what, before we get into our high school football, uh, a, a rarity. Uh, let's just be frank about it. It's a rarity, but a non-conference loss for UMHB that just doesn't happen every day.
3: No, it does not. does not happen. Uh, but a, let's consider a a the opponent the now. Season. Well, yeah, a Whitewater going up to Whitewater, that's a tough place to play for anybody. Uh, they don't. They don't lose at home. That's a forty-three game home winning streak continuing for Ooh, Whitewater. So forty-three. Yeah, you don't you don't go into that stadium and, and steal many. And UMHB had a chance on Saturday, just could not could not finish the deal. And so now the road gets a little more difficult for you. You've got to you've got to try to figure out a way to 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 not slip again and and see. You know where they align you for the playoffs, and if you can do that, you you know, look, your goals are still in mind. I I know you'd like to win them all, but first and foremost, you want to win conference and get into the playoffs and see where you can go from there. So their goals are still intact. They you know, go out and win win your conference and and see what happens. That
1: that's the beauty of D three.
3: Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
1: You you take care of your business in conference. Mm-hmm. You get into the playoffs. Yes. Now you may have to travel. But you know what? You still have a chance. That's right. Absolutely. And that game that you travel to is going to be zero zero when they kick it off. I mm-hmm. mean Yeah. So, so that's
3: that's you know, that's
1: in all reality,
3: it's not the end of the world. I know that, you know, you fans would like, you know, to say, Hey, there's no way. And, you know, they gave Whitewater everything they wanted. Mm-hmm. up until thirteen seconds were left in the ball game. You know, they were they were beating Whitewater. So um, you know, fix a, a couple of different things and
1: and win your conference, and you're okay. Now you got to you got to figure out a way to put this behind you. Yeah, you're you, going to have to do that whether you won it or lost it. You got to figure out how. Absolutely, because There's I mean, no doubt about it. And so, what's next for the crew? Well,
3: you come home and take on southwestern. It's going to be a big day Saturday. They name the field after Pete Fredenberg, and so there will be a lot going on and a lot of alumni in. And so you've you've got to come out and and. Have a statement game and, and and play your game to the best of your ability and see, you know, how that ends up on the scoreboard and keep moving forward.
1: All right. So that's the crew. And, uh, again, they, they they dropped one. And, and didn't Whitewater, like, go the, the length of the field at the end of the ballgame? 99 cause... yards. Wow. Well, if you do that, you know. <laughs>
3: that's what champions do. That's exactly right. That's why they have six national championships. That's that's what championship teams do. The crazy part is no panic. Apparently, they no, just they just zero. Did,
1: they just did what they needed to we do. We got ninety nine
3: and... yards to go. All right, boys.
1: hit them up. Let's go. <laughs> Here we go. All right, uh, five minutes after 8.05. eight oh five. I'll say this: uh, I had the opportunity to do the Temple game on Friday night since you were traveling. Wow, uh, what a wild one they had with College Station. Uh, a lot of points on the board and it, it, a lot of ways to score and and uh I you know I know that Temple wanted to win the football game, obviously, but I think they they come away knowing a lot more about their football team, having lost a college station uh on the road and, and first of all, let me say this: college station's good oh,
3: they're a good football I team, mean, really I mean, you, good they'll they'll probably make a deep run again this year in in their division,
1: and you know they lost their running back, yes. Who had three million yards rushing a year ago? I, he he had over three thousand all-purpose yards a year ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, but man, they didn't miss a beat. They were they were really really good. And well, I think they I think they may have been playing with a backup quarterback too. They were, and
3: but they've got he's talented, <laughs> and, and they've got talent all around him. Yes, and so I mean yes. they're they're going to be fine. And and look, that's it, it's a non-district game. Put it in perspective. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't it doesn't make a hill of beans where you walk away with a, with a W or or, or L uh, you'd like to win them all. But if you learn about your football team and that's what Scott Stewart likes to do is, is put challenges in front of his football team and, and expose what needs to be exposed in non-district play. So when you get into non-district play, you don't get hit in the mouth like that and you know what you need to fix. And so this is another opportunity for them to, you know, go back and look at the film and go, okay, this is what I was talking about because look, sometimes you just can't get the point across until you put it right in front of them on the on the uh, wall there and get them to to watch the film and go see what I've been trying to tell you, knucklehead. Mm-hmm. And so you know that's that's the best way to do it is find those talented teams that you can play. Now look, they've got another big challenge in front of them this week. Arnton Martin's a very good football yes, team are. that they're going to have to play mm-hmm. on Friday night, so they'll have another opportunity to, you know fix what they need to fix and and expose themselves a little bit more before you get into district play because that's when they start counting that's the beauty of high school football and the way that we have high school football playoff set you you go out and win your district you get a you know you get an opportunity to keep playing in week 12 13 14 15 16. I thought
1: Rumfield played played well mm-hmm. uh, I thought I thought he directed the offense yeah it sounded like he yeah. played he he played pretty well he did Ah, uh, boy, a gut-wrenching loss for University, wasn't it, Ryan? I mean, that that's a game I think they felt like they had won. At least we thought they had it won.
5: They were, yeah, they were at 14 nothing at halftime. They were able to contain what was a very, very good Arlington Heights running game. They had a two-headed monster, Brandon Monroe and Brian Furch, both 5'10", 5'11", over 200 pounds, bowling balls, you know, just... And then the second half, they just made the proper adjustments. Arlington Heights did and outscored University twenty nine to fourteen in the second half to come out with a one point victory on the road and in front of it was a very packed homecoming crowd for University as well, and it was just a heartbreaker.
1: All right, so let's go over the uh, the high school football picks. Uh, I don't think I did so well again.
5: Uh, we'll 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 go over the games. Our first game was Temple at College Station. We went Temple across the board, and of course College Station won, so we all fell there. Granbury at Waco. Granbury won that one. University hosted Arlington Heights. Arlington Heights took that one. Con- Connelly won on the road at Cameron Yo.
1: And that turned out to be a great game. Yes, a terrific game. I mean, we knew it would be. And and then Lake Belton won their
5: district opener to improve to three and zero, forty eight forty seven over the road from
1: behind because
3: Red Oak had a pretty comfortable lead. Yeah, I they think. were on top of them two touchdowns. I yeah. think last time I looked. They're, yeah,
5: they were at fourteen at halftime, and then Lake Belton came back and won that one. Uh, Rogers took care of business at Troy. Huntsville lost to Belton on the road, and then I was good weekend a-
1: for Belton.
3: Yeah, how about that? I guess so. Both of them two and zero.
5: So got their first one of the year at Clifton. La Vega lost at Midlothian Heritage in a surprise right there. Lost big. Yeah. Yes. Pretty soundly. And then our 10th game, Gatesville took care of business on the road at McGregor. So the results from week one, Tom went 5-5. Five and five, Aaron and Ward went 6-4, and four, and I went 7-3. and three. So the standings are... Uh, Aaron and I are tied for first at 20 and 10 and you two are tied for second at 18 and 12 total.
1: Don't want to be too early. No, absolutely. Uh I think they're cheating. Yeah. Seven. We're in cahoots. Seven. Hey, hey, where's that 10 and 0 Aaron? You know, it goes Mm. 10 and 0 out of the box and and then, yeah.
3: You know, you guys can't pick the game Saturday morning.
1: That's right. (laughs) You can't fill out that form on Saturday morning or throw the original one away. Uh, we're gonna start recording this thing on Fridays when we pick. Yeah, up. I think so. All right, so there you go. Any were there any other major upsets? I'm trying to remember all, across the board in high school football. Uh, anything else surprise anybody? No, I don't. I'm, I'm, I don't
3: really think that there there was. Um, Arlington Martin did get beat. That surprised me a little bit. Um, so they're you know they're, they're gonna be mad. They're you know them and Temple both are gonna be looking to. Redeem a a loss. Uh, I was a little bit surprised by that, but other well, I tell you what, South Oak Cliff has gotten off to a rocky start, boy. and I'm a little bit surprised about that as well. But other than that, I think it. You know, you you see some teams that that were struggling. Alito bounced back against Northwest, and they boy, they needed to. Mm-hmm. How long has it been since you look at Alito and say they're zero and two? But they bounced back in a big way and looked like Alito again. So so. And, um, uh, one other one before. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, how about South Lake Carroll? They uh they destroyed. Uh, I can't remember who it was now. They won big on Friday night because I was checking scores Friday night. And let me look.
1: You were sitting in the oh, hotel yeah. room in white, in Whitewater,
3: Wisconsin. Yeah, they destroyed Cedar Hill. Yeah. 47
1: 40. to 6. Wow. Beat those Longhorns, did they? Woo. Mm. How about that? That's not an easy one to get done like that. So you've got Arlington Martin. Mm-hmm. Uh, as you return to the Temple broadcast on Friday night, University has...
5: They are on the road at Copperas Cove this week for their final non-district matchup of the season.
1: And it's game two of district play for Waco. And I'll tell you this, I, that was as disappointed as I've ever been w- concerning a Waco game. I thought after the win against W.T. White that they'd come out and play better. Uh, now, granted, I know that they're playing with a backup quarterback. I get that. But... Uh, but, Man oh man, uh, Granbury came out and you want to talk about winning the line of scrimmage. They did just that. And Granbury dominated that football game from start to finish and uh they got to get that fixed. They got Oathian coming up on uh, on Thursday. Night. Another Thursday night game. Ward, I don't I'll and be honest with you, I don't like them.
3: Middleouthian's a good football team. Yes,
1: they are. I don't like this Thursday night stuff. It's called Friday night lights. And this is back-to-back Thursday night games for for Waco. Uh, and this one's on the road. Both Waco teams are on the road this week. Yeah, how about that? The stadium uh, they they don't they won't have to turn the lights on at, at Waco ISD Stadium this weekend. So, so, so somebody needs some help scheduling. <laughs> little, you got you got one no weekend of, where you're no playing offense. Thursday, Friday. Yeah, and, no offense, uh, but yeah. Come on. I got you. All right, uh, 8.13. And, and, yeah, we'll have uh, we'll have Waco and Middle Oath in 6.30 Thursday night right here on uh, ESPN Central Texas as they look to bounce back against uh, against the Panthers. All right, it is uh, 8.13, 13 minutes after 8. This is game time on ESPN Central Texas. Tom, Ward, Ryan, we're glad you're with us as we move through a uh, – a Thursday morning. A Thursday morning? A Monday morning. <laughs> so come on now. <laughs> I yeah, I wouldn't mind it being Thursday. Well, that means we'd be playing football. But uh Monday morning. Uh, we're doing a little Monday morning quarterbacking. Uh thirteen after eight. This is uh, game time on ESPN Central Texas from the Allen Samuel Studios. And we're brought to you in part by Circle Drug, thirty-two eleven Robinson Drive. Uh, here's the phone number for Circle Drug, by the way, six six two. 0774. If you want to call in a prescription, six six two zero seven seven four. 774 You know, one of the things that we talk about all the time is the service that they provide. They'll deliver to your office or to your home. Uh and then when you go there, you can you can go uh, you can go inside, which is what I prefer to do. Uh you can you can go through the uh, you can go to the walk up window. You can actually have them come out to your car like a like a car hop, or you can go through the drive through. And let me tell you this, if you go through the drive-thru and let's say you're second or third in line at the drive-thru, they're gonna send somebody out not only to work wait on the person at the window, but they're gonna send somebody out to wait on those vehicles in line to make sure that your wait is not as long as it would be normally. it's it's just about customer service and taking care of their customers at Circle Drug. Uh they they also do uh vaccines and and, of course, if you got a, a, a new prescription, they're going to walk you through that new prescription. They're going to talk to you about it. They're going to talk to you about uh, how to take the medication, when to take the medication, even though it's there on the bottle. Uh, and they're going to talk to you about what effects that that medication may or may not have. They they just take care. It's friends taking care of friends. I mean, you know, like I said, one of the ladies behind the counter goes to my church. It's just one of those deals where you know people and you feel comfortable going in and doing business with Circle Drug. Circle Drug, family-owned, family-operated, locally-owned, independent pharmacy, 3211 Robinson Drive. Stop by and see them today and tell them we sent you by. Recently on Game Time, we (laughs) welcome into the program Greg Tepper from Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine. If you want to talk about an actual
6: existential threat to Texas high school football, the official shortage is one of those things. I mean, this is something that, you know, look, I don't know if anybody's out there is
5: is out there going to the game dressed as a referee, wearing the referee jersey with the referee pom-poms, but we need them. got to have them out there. They're they're, they're absolutely essential.
0: Game Time, weekdays at 7 a.m. on ESPN Central Texas.
13: T.F.N.B. Your Bank for Life is the official local bank of Baylor Athletics. Find out why more Central Texas are making T.F.N.B. their Bank for Life. Sign up for our edge checking and savings accounts to earn interest or cash back. With five convenient locations and an award-winning mobile app, banking has never been easier. T.F.N.B. Your Bank for Life. Member FDIC.
3: Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at McAdamsRoofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. Your first word in sports.
0: Game time. Weekdays 7 to 9 on ESPN Central Texas. Are you in the market to buy
1: or sell a home and need an agency to deliver excellent results? Camille Johnson Realtors is excited to assist you with one of the most important decisions for you and your family. Whether it be residential or farm and ranch properties, Camille and her all-star team of agents are ready to help buyers and sellers through what can be a stressful period in their lives. Enjoy the multiple listings, community and school information, and photos of the area on their website, CamilleJohnson.com. Camille Johnson Realtors is a proud supporter of Baylor Athletics.
6: This is Greg Hill, General Manager of Mission Golf Cars, the nation's number one EasyGo go golf car dealer. We are proud to announce the opening of our newest store in Waco, Texas, offering the full line of EasyGo go and Cushman vehicles for the golf course, the neighborhood, the beach, the farm, and industry. Mission Golf Cars is the knowledge and experience to handle all of your golf car needs, from sales and service to leasing and rentals. But our true expertise is in our commitment to our customers' experience. Mission Golf Cars, now open at Bagby and Highway 6. Stop in today for a test drive or check us out at missiongolfcars.com. It's time for Stephanie
0: from Sales to Talk Sports. Brought to you by Advanced Leveling Foundation, Myatt Fuels, Mission Golf Cars, and Asco Equipment in Belton.
1: Hour two of the program. This is game time. We are presented by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, your friend in the car biz. Well, we have got a lot of football that we have been talking about today. Yep. Uh,. Did we mention that the Rangers won? Did we? Did we even do that?
5: No, but we they did.
10: They,
1: <laughs>
5: <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! I
1: just got a look. <laughs> <laughs> Ward shaking his head. Well, I over had. There. To, hey, we we had a listener yeah. uh, that texted in and said, "Hey, he drives to work in the seven o'clock hour, and he would would prefer we didn't talk about the Rangers in the seven o'clock hours." So. Well, you're doing
14: good then. It's eight hey, nineteen, so we're good. Yeah.
1: They they mm. they they slugged Toronto last not night yesterday afternoon didn't they? I thought about going to the game. Really, chose not to. Did you take a nap? No, no. Actually, uh, went to Dallas. You did to visit my daughter. Oh, fun! Take her to lunch, and of course, fill up her refrigerator. <laughs> oh, <laughs> of course, yeah, of course. <laughs> that's 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 what what folks parents do. Yeah. A lot uh, of
14: upsets this weekend, huh?
1: Yeah, there were. There were. Well. Now, don't upset us today. <laughs> w- <laughs> Speaking well, of upsets.
14: <laughs> well, there's a, there's a sport out there that I found. It's yeah. called rad
1: ball. Rad ball. Also,
14: <laughs> also known as a cycle ball.
1: Well, yeah, you can get you can get cycling rad out, you can get rad out of cycle or cycle out of rad. I, I can see that.
14: Well, why? Yeah, it started in Germany and it has the same game rules as football. However, yeah. you are on a bicycle and you have to get the ball into the goal only using the bicycle. You can't use your hands, your feet. You have to keep pedaling. If your feet touch the ground, it's a penalty. Oh, it's a small,
1: it's a small arena.
14: Yeah, it's like a recti- rectangular shape. Um, you have two 20 minute periods and whoever you know scores the most goals win, but it's a thing. They played in Europe and Japan. It's a thing. it's a thing. A, no, I'm looking
1: not. at it. It's a thing. It, it is. It's a thing, all right, but I'm not sure what kind I of can't thing it is. So I don't think it, look it
14: is. Look up cycle Yeah, it's on YouTube. Look, at,
1: look it up on YouTube. You said rad ball.
14: Well, it's also known as rad ball, oh,
5: down he goes.
14: Cycle ball. Yeah, it's it can be kind of brutal, right? But uh
3: So it's polo on bicycles. Basically.
1: Yeah. And and you gotta use you I get most of them yeah, are using I the front it. wheel. I
14: uh, mean, yeah, but it's, the ball says it needs to weigh at least 500 grams. I don't know what that means, but I think that means it, it, means has means 500 it weighs 500 grams. 500
1: grams. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, well, how much party. is 500 Let me grams. see if I can help you. It weighs 500 grams.
14: Okay, but is that like a pound? <laughs> I don't know. How how much? See, I'll even Ron has to look it up. Look how it up. many grams equals a pound?
1: That's the question of the day. This is Did you think when you woke up this morning and came to work that you'd be... It's 1.1 pounds. See,
14: I was close. I said a pound. Or more.
1: Or more. A pound or more. Yeah. It's kind of like that 100
3: miles. But I thought it was kind of... Even a blind squirrel.
14: Oh, who? Nothing. A squirrel's blind. Never mind. I'm so confused. Anyway, Shocking. (laughs) You can play this indoors or outdoors. And it's like half the size of a basketball court, so... You're basically pedaling and using the front wheel to get the ball and the the goal. I think it's cool. Maybe we could try it. Do you have a bike? Yes. I don't have a bike. I could borrow a bike. My boyfriend has a bike. Maybe I could borrow his and let's try it. We could do it right out here in the
3: parking lot. No, we can't. Why? It's against the rules.
14: You're making up your own rules.
3: (laughs) They won't let us.
14: They won't let us. Okay. Anyways, there you go.
5: It's a thing. It's a thing.
3: So you don't. Knowledge. You don't use. You just use the bike to maneuver the ball. Is that what I'm? Yeah,
14: the front yeah, wheel. You can,
5: the only person who can use their hands is the goalkeeper. Even though, like, I feel like if you use your hands, you're gonna lose grip and fall. But
14: how but do you th- lose grip and fall? They soccer players use their hands.
3: You're riding a bike. Yeah.
14: Oh, but the goalie has to be on the bike too. Yeah.
5: They're both on they're both on the bike. It's two oh, yeah, it's, it's two V two. They're both on the bike. Yeah.
14: I don't know, man. That could be kind of dangerous. Yeah. Tom's just like
3: completely <sighs> silent. Cycle polo.
1: Yeah, that's what you got.
14: It's uh, a thing. They played in Europe.
1: Well, if they played in They do a lot of stuff in Europe yeah, that's not yeah, really it's a thing. Or across,
14: <laughs> across the Atlantic.
3: A hundred miles or more.
5: Yes. <laughs>
1: Yeah. yeah. If it's in Europe, it's 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 a thing. So they do a lot of things there in Europe that they do. Yeah, okay. They do. All right, Steph. Thanks. Right, Have a welcome. great day.
14: Happy Monday.
1: See you later. All right. Uh twenty four after eight, eight twenty four. We were talking earlier about App State and their win over Texas A and I, I, I failed to mention that, you know, sometimes you you take one for the team and App State was coming into college station. To receive one point five mil mm-hmm. that was their payday And they had spent did, did you know they had to spend a little extra money uh there was mechanical issues with their charter flight. they were at the airport for three hours and then had to go back to the hotel and had to spend the night Saturday in college station because mechanical issues. Mm-hmm. so they uh they hung out in uh in College Station, they, they said Boone, North Carolina. Everybody was celebrating, but they weren't there. They that were, stinks. They were in
3: College Station. You know, Notre Dame paid Marshall one point five million. Yep, to come beat them
1: twenty six twenty one. I'm telling you, I, I sometimes and and I, and I brought this up earlier uh, with with the transfer portal and people moving around. Uh, you know, a I, I think they what they. I one of the programs that won Saturday said they had 40 new players. I can't remember if it was Marshall or App State or who, but said they had 40 new players. And think, hey, now hang on a second. You talk about, and I know that the game ultimately cost Scott Frost his job at Nebraska, but Georgia Southern's now 2-0 and on the season. They're 2-0 and on, on on the year. Uh, these teams are winning football games. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they've, you know, they're 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 balancing and and loading their their rosters with with talent through the portal, and maybe even NIL deals. I don't, you know, you know, you don't know all all the details, but man, the gap. And I know it's one week; it's a sample of one week, but it certainly seems like that gap is closing between FCS and. You know, it, it just does to me.
3: I just think there's not enough. I, I think COVID had a lot to do with it. Players are looking for a place to play, and so they're you know rosters are overloaded, so they have to go somewhere. That's got a lot to do with it. I I don't know in the long run if the NIL is going to help or hinder. The way it's set up now, I think it's going to hinder. I think that the bigger schools are going to be able to get the better players. But, I mean, the other schools are going to be able to get some players because of it. So, I I think it'll come out in the wash and you'll figure that out eventually. But I still think it needs to be a level playing field in the NIL deals. Um, But it never will be. I mean, they open the door and you're you're not going to put Jack back in the box. It's just not going to happen. And so... um, but right, as of right now, with with the NIL and with the COVID and, and, and extra years and everything else that everybody's, you know, fighting through, there is more of a level playing field. It's, it was obvious on Saturday that there's more level playing field. And I think if you go forward and it's going to stay this level, I, I I honestly don't know that it will or it won't. I don't know. We'll find out. But it just, to me, watching this weekend and checking the scores out across the country should scream – we need a larger playoff if d3 can do it d2 can do it why can't d1
1: well that's that's all i, yeah, I get tickled when i hear well the, the kids are going to play a lot more games and well they've been doing that forever in d2 and d3 absolutely stop it
3: yeah i don't want to hear that now, the, that's that's an it, excuse to say i don't we don't want to deal with it
1: you, if you want to come up with a different excuse not to not to fine but that's not it no that's that not it that it. can't it, it just can't uh But, and again, I mentioned this this morning, North Carolina, which is 15 or 16 in the poll, barely beat Appalachian State last last week. Mm -hmm. One by two. Mm -hmm. Then App State goes into College Station and whips the Aggies. They did. Did you, even with, did you ever think, I mean, this is where we are in college football. Did you ever think that ESPN's college game day would be in Boone, North Carolina? No. Because they are. Next Saturday. For Troy, and in App State, Boone, North Carolina, get ready. Here comes Lee Corso. <laughs> Do they have, even have that logo for him to put? You know, you yeah, know how I, he I, does. I,
3: somebody's building it right now. Right
1: now, probably both of them. You know, Troy and, and.
3: yeah, it's. But that just tells you the schedule's weak this week
1: well it's it's to me they're an interesting story because again, I thought that they man, after I watched that game, I thought they played really really well
3: well they did i mean I'm not gonna take that away from them they, i mean they did play well but
1: and does and and it's you know they're gonna so here we go we got game day in 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 Boone north carolina uh and you guys are right i was wrong i and I don't know where I read two to three weeks, but uh Texas quarterback. Quinn Ewers is out uh, four to six weeks with that shoulder sprain. And, again, I didn't – and I know the kid got flagged for a late hit, but I didn't think it was a dirty hit or anything. I just thought – and he landed to where only, you know, he could hurt the shoulder. And, uh, I, I just didn't think it was a dirty hit. And I'm not, not really thought – I don't really think it should have been flagged, quite frankly, just watching the play. I mean, you're going wide open. Uh, and, it, and it, you know – it's a physical football. I mean, games are physical. Football mm-hmm. is a physical sport, mm-hmm. it, and it happened. Uh, well, at the, at the bottom line is they they've they've got to get that leg taken care of for her because he's now the guy for the next four to six you know four to six weeks. And I you know even on one leg I thought he I thought he played his heart out and he made some pretty impressive throws. Did you get to see any of the game?
3: I did not. I was you did. I was in the booth.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's right.
5: Just a little bit of it. But, uh, I mean, I agree completely. I mean, he's, he played his heart out for sure.
1: All right, uh, so there you go. Uh, that's a, a look at some, some more of college football. We're going to look at the Big 12, and we're going to do that coming up next right here on ESPN Central Texas. The Bears back home at
2: McLean Stadium this Saturday, hosting the Bobcats of Texas State on Family Weekend. 9 a.m. for the Baylor Alumni Tailgate Show, live from Touchdown Alley. 11 a.m. kickoff with John, J.J., and Ricky. Bears and Bobcats this Saturday, here on the flagship station for Baylor
11: Athletics, ESPN Central Texas. You know that guy that walks around with pants that are just a little too short, and he's wearing brand-new loafers but no socks? Then he crosses his legs right across from you, and you have to look at his bare ankles. Ugh. Well, that's what it's like to drive your truck around without any step bars. Hi, Jay from Pickup Outfitters here to talk about one of the most common forms of truck nudity, driving around without any step bars, a rampant problem in Central Texas. Now, step bars do have their functional benefits. They save wear and tear on your back and your knees. They make it easy for your wife and your children to get in and out of your truck, but mostly, Having step bars on your truck is just the decent thing to do. No one wants to look at your bare rocker panels. So help us end truck nudity and put some step bars on that truck. We have some great specials on either the black or the stainless steel chrome look. Check it out at createacomotioncom slash steps. Don't be part of the problem. Be part of the solution and help us end truck nudity at Pickup Outfitters. Game time. weekday 7 to 9 is
0: your first word in local sports.
7: everything we do we do for you empower your financial future with first central credit union make the drive and make it possible with an auto loan or vehicle refinance to first central have a winning season with first central savings blitz play quick local team loan processing with competitive rates and flexible terms apply online we make it easy to score at FirstCentralCU.com. everything we do we do for you
11: membership
3: and loan policy requirements apply member NCUA. ESPN Radio Sports Center.
8: I'm Mark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update. The Cowboys open the season with a 19-3 loss at home to Tampa Bay. The Houston Texans, meanwhile, went to overtime with the Colts, only for the game to end in a tie at 20. Georgia has moved to the top of the AP poll with Alabama dropping to second. Ohio State, Michigan, and Clemson remain in the top five. Baylor falls eight spots to 17. Texas moves up to 21, and the Aggies fall to 24. Scott Frost has been fired as the head coach of the Nebraska Cornhuskers. Associate head coach Mickey Joseph will serve as interim head coach for the remainder of the season. Martin Perez picked up his 11th victory in the Rangers' 4-1 win over Toronto. Texas has a doubleheader today at Miami with the early game on Cool 101.3 and the nightcap on ESPN Central Texas.
0: Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Game time is brought to you in part by Big Boys Record Service in Robinson and good feet in the Central Texas Marketplace.
1: All right, 834, this is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Ward, Ryan, we're glad you're with us. Uh, We've talked a lot about college football today. we talked a lot about Baylor's game with uh, with, – Help me, BYU. <laughs> <I'm> draw, <laughs> drawing a blank. Uh, that's Help me. Yeah, help me. That's that's not hard to do. Uh, did you and, – and y- yeah, you were in the booth, so you didn't get to see much of the Alabama-Texas game. And, again, Alabama wins that one 20-19. And I think that uh, they they set a record for penalties in a uh, Nick Saban era. Fifteen. One five on those flags. The record before that was eight.
3: Yeah, I've seen a lot of stuff on it that – the referees on both sides of the ball were a little bit flag happy.
1: Yeah. Yeah, but Yes, they were. But watching the game, I thought that those were fouls. I mean, I did, uh, let's not be so ticky tacky
3: is what I've heard, but I haven't, I haven't seen it. So I, I I really can't comment. I'm just saying what I've seen a lot on a lot of social media that it was maybe called a little too tightly.
1: Well, maybe, uh, but, you know, as a player, adjust. Yeah, let them play the game. Yeah. Baylor and uh, and and BYU went to double overtime. So did Tech in Houston. And Texas Tech takes care of the Cougars in double OT. You know, what does that do for, for that program a, under a first-year head coach?
3: Well, I mean, you, you win a, a, a game at home that's against a ranked opponent. And – you find a way to dig one out in double overtime. So I think that that does nothing but help your program, uh, especially a first year coach gives you a lot of confidence in in look we can do this if we stay the course and we fight till the very end we find a way to win and they, you know a lot of times you're gonna have to find a way to win football games and they did on Saturday. So I mean, is it a is it you know change the program? No, absolutely not. You got to stay the course and keep keep moving forward. But it certainly helps you build that confidence and build a little momentum.
1: Kansas State beats Mizzou. They move to two and zero. No surprise there. No, they're a good football team. Kansas I, State I, is. I,
3: I think they are. I think they're one of the top teams in in the conference.
1: Yeah, no argument here. Uh, now we we talk about how difficult it is to go to Morgantown and win. Don't tell KU that. Yeah, I,
3: I I don't know what happened between last week and this week with West Virginia. I was praising Graham Harrell and his offense and how inventive uh, that it looked, e- even you know in in week one, not coming away with a victory, but still looked outstanding. Not so much on Saturday.
1: They couldn't stop KU. Kate gave up fifty five points.
3: Yeah, I, but I mean, you you got to find a way to answer that.
1: Forty two. KU a winner, Mm -hmm. Uh, and they're 2-0. Do they win again? (laughs) Never say never. I don't know. Why would you? I mean, why not? I mean, they went on the road and won a Big 12 game. They did. You didn't think they would?
3: No. But they did. I didn't think they'd win a conference game, period. That's what I
1: mean. And they went on the road and won. How long has it been since they've been 1 and 0 in conference? It's a great question. When you know, it's been a while since they've been 2 and 0 in the season. And they're 2 and 0.
5: No, they'll be at Houston this Saturday as well. That'll be interesting.
1: At where? Houston. Good luck. Boy, and the Cougars. Wow. It's a good football team. It it, it is. But they ha- they've been in some they've been in some nail biters already. They, they, that's the second time they've been to overtime. They, they were they were in overtime with UTSA and came out with a win. Mm-hmm. So they're they're off to playing bonus football <laughs> in their first couple of ball games. What else do they have left? Is there an, another non conference game or is that it? Yeah, there should be
5: three. Yeah, right, there's another one that the week after next they play or they host Duke, who is. Currently two and zero, and
1: then that's a yeah. basketball. That's a great mm-hmm. basketball matchup. KU and Duke. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Maybe maybe they've maybe they found a little something.
3: Uh, first time they've been two and zero since the 2011
1: season. Yeah. When's the last time they've been one and zero in conference? They're in first place. They're in first place in the Big Twelve Conference. The are break. they or are they not? Yes, they are, but tap the brakes, please. <laughs> They're one and in conference play. All I know, I, I watched a little bit of that game. Uh man, the question begs how big a how big a problem is this for Neil Brown? Um two. Lost at Pitt, lost to Kansas at home. Let me say that again. Lost to Kansas at home. Maybe. Maybe. It depends on where they go from here. Last year, KU was able to beat Texas on the road. This year, they're able to beat West Virginia on the road. Uh, Oklahoma destroyed Kent State. Oklahoma State beat Arizona State. Mm -hmm. TCU annihilated Tarleton. Nice win for Iowa State. They beat Iowa.
3: Tarleton scored. That's that's a positive. I I didn't think they'd score 17. So, to be honest
1: interest it was a it, it, bottom line it was an incredibly interesting week of college football across the board compelling college football in week two. do we get that same kind of weekend this weekend? We were looking the games don't appear to be There's as some
3: stinkers out there, yeah,
1: now, does one or two of those turn out to be you know really? Interesting and compelling games? Probably. That's just the nature of college football right now. But when you look at the matchups on paper, and I know they're not played on paper, but look at the matchups on paper. Ward, there does not look to be a whole lot of, of just terrific matchups in college football. No, does
3: not at all. So, I mean, I've I've looked at the schedule just a few minutes ago. Nothing. Nothing really jumps out. BYU at number 25 Oregon. Okay, let's see how they react. Um Mississippi State and LSU, that's intriguing because of there's a little bit of a rivalry there. But I you know, I don't I don't think Mississippi State can play with LSU. So
5: 2-0 Penn State at Penn State at 2-0 Auburn. That should be a good one.
3: Mm-hmm. I, I think Auburn's overmatched there, but look, there was a lot of upsets this week. So usually, when we have a lot of upsets in one in in a week, the next week follows pretty much as as the script
1: would ask it to. So I'm not sure what the script is anymore. I mean, I'll be honest, it's uh, you know, I just don't. I mean. Uh Jeff from the uh from the AutoZone uh, on the CNC Collision Center text line Texas Longhorns should have beat Bama if they would have not missed the field goal they would have upset Bama. Okay? Uh
3: I mean Texas played well. They, they played yeah. better than anybody in the country expected them to play.
1: Oh, there's no question. There's no question. And again, I promise you. I promise and, you.
3: And a lot of it had to do with that defense. Welcome to Austin Gary Patterson.
1: Yeah. Oh, they 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 played well the only thing oh my goodness they did, they they ran a corner blitz and if they execute the corner blitz they may have still won the football game but they they overran the play and the quarterback goes down the sideline 20
5: line. yards yeah
1: yeah and that propelled them you know but that's what a Heisman trophy winner does mm-hmm. he makes plays mm-hmm. when the game's on the line mm-hmm. makes plays uh Grupio fan on our CNC Collision Center text line. Is Middle in a shared stadium? Yes, it is. Yes. And then it's a nice uh, stadium too. Yes, it is. And then Corey says Uh USC talking about uh talking about the Trojans. Uh USC has 40 new players on their wa- roster, 19 transfers. I, I and I knew that, but I thought there was I, th- I thought there was another one that, that had I think it's like App State has something like that. Or Marshall, or somebody—one of the ones know. that, that there, had an upset. There's, there's had, a lot of had a, a lot huge lot of roster has, turnover.
3: A lot, a lot of them out there dude. had a huge roster I mean, turnover. That, that open transfer portal—it's—it's it's free agency in college football. Indeed all it is all it is.
1: Yeah. All right. Uh, Eight forty-three. We're seventeen away from nine. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas, and we are going to talk about double Oh, did you find it? Or you're looking? No, you didn't find. Okay, we're talking about Double R Old Fashioned Hamburgers. They're an 1810 Herring. Uh, If you want to call in your order, you can do that. 753-1603, 753-1603. The other day, I called in and said, hey, here's what I want, and I'll be there about, you know, 1130 or whatever it was. I I don't remember. But anyway, uh, it's the best burger in Waco. I mean, they cook it on that flat top grill. Uh, They got secret seasoning, and I'm not sure what's in it, and they won't tell. Uh, and look, they're not going to cook that order and cook that patty or whatever the case may be until you place that order. Uh, and you can have it however you want it because they, uh, they don't cook it until you order. I mean, it's not, they're not pre-made or, you know, cheese on them. I mean, they don't do all that stuff. By the way, that's a cheeseburger. We've talked about that before. I was asked about that the other day. You want cheese on that? No, that would be a cheeseburger. Thanks for asking. Uh, grilled onions, jalapenos, whatever you want, they've got it for you. And, and again, it's there's there's not burgers sitting under a heating lamp. Chicken fried steak sandwiches, if you choose not to have a burger, maybe a grilled chicken sandwich, Philly cheesesteak, they got it. And then, of course, all the stuff to go with it, like the fries, the curly fries, tots, onion rings, Texas toothpicks, all that stuff. And, and of course, your favorite drinks as well. Great place and a great sports conversation. I guarantee you will not go in there looking for a sports conversation and not find it because that's what they're doing there uh, besides serving great food. 1810 Herring, it's Double R Old Fashioned Hamburgers.
2: Recently on the John Moore Show. Kevin Eschenfelder, our guest, University of Houston, football play-by-play. I think the anticipation is going to be much greater. You know, We're going to be able to build rivalries between uh, Houston and Baylor and, and you know, historic rivalries that the guys that are your age can you know, think back and appreciate those teams that played against one another in the Southwest Conference days. And uh, you know, I think college football will be better for it.
0: John Moore's weekdays at 3 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Hey
12: sports fans, Old Chicago Pizza and Taproom is the best place in Waco to watch all the sports action. Old Chicago offers a world of discovery with our scratch-made pizzas, and tossed wings, and our 110 local and legendary craft beers from down the street and around the world. Stop in to enjoy your game day and catch your favorite team and game on our TVs. Whether dine-in, curbside, or delivery, get game day ready at your neighborhood Old Chicago. Old Chicago, where pizza and beer are best friends. Visit Old Chicago Waco in the Central Texas Marketplace.
2: Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender.
0: ESPN Radio Sports Center.
8: I'm Mark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update. The Cowboys open the season with a 19-3 loss at home to Tampa Bay. The Houston Texans, meanwhile, went to overtime with the Colts, only for the game to end in a tie at 20. Georgia has moved to the top of the AP poll, with Alabama dropping to second. Ohio State, Michigan, and Clemson remain in the top five. Baylor falls eight spots to 17. Texans moves up to 21, and the Aggies fall to 24. Scott Frost has been fired as the head coach of the Nebraska Cornhuskers. Associate head coach Mickey Joseph will serve as interim head coach for the remainder of the season. Martin Perez picked up his 11th victory in the Rangers' 4-1 win over Toronto. Texas has a doubleheader today at Miami with the early game on cool 101.3 and the nightcap on ESPN Central Texas.
0: Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Time for the grab bag on Game Time.
1: All right, 8.48, a dozen minutes now in front of nine. Grumpy old fan, I love this. If Tom gets pickles on his burger, is it then a pickle burger? Well, it could be, grumpy old fan. (laughs) But you don't normally hear the term pickle burger. You do hear the term cheeseburger. I mean, everybody's, you know, anyway. Cheeseburger uh, <laughs> Pepsi. Again if you uh if you're just joining us uh this morning we uh, we let off right out of the box Dak Prescott talking about his injury.
4: That's very disappointing. Um but injuries happen. Uh can't necessarily control it. Um just unfortunate obviously going to miss some time, uh, not be there for my team. Uh, and that's what hurts more than more than anything, uh, especially after the start that we just put out there. Um, wanting to be able to respond and not necessarily having that opportunity for several weeks. Um, yeah, it's unfortunate, but I'll do what I've always done. Anytime adversity comes, take on it, take it on head first, uh, and it'll get my best and I'm sure I'll come out of this thing better.
1: <sighs>
4: Where does this team hey, look, a
1: clean drive right out of the box that stalled and you ended up getting three. And then Tampa scored what the next three or four. Now, granted, it wasn't touchdowns; it was field goals. I mean, they were able to move the football, but when it when it got to plus territory, well, hats off to the
3: defense. No defense doubt. played well. You can say what you want; the offense didn't help them enough to give them a chance to win that football. No, game.
1: I mean they could have been. No, they, they, didn't. they
3: got wore down. Uh, and that's going to happen to every defense in the country if your offense does not give you a little bit of help and let you get some breathing room on the sidelines. You cannot have a one-minute-and-twenty-second drive followed by a one-minute-and-thirty-one-second drive. Can't happen, or your defense is going to fail.
1: But I thought seven was pretty darn good, first quarter and fourth quarter for Tampa Bay. Well, he, yeah, Leonard Fournette's an
3: all-pro running back. Behind a really good line. Yeah, I mean, you know, he, he's he been a good running back in this league for a long time. So, you know, when you when you have a great running back with a good offensive line, fine. But I still think they held up. As much as they possibly could, the offense has got to help you. Bottom line, period. And when they can't, you you see the results.
1: And and the question is, where do they go? I mean, look. To a dumpster
3: fire. They're horrible. They don't have any help offensively. If the receivers can't, can't help Dak Prescott, which is a mediocre quarterback at best anyway. He was awful before he got hurt. Some of the throws he made were terrible. Uh, you you think Cooper Rush is going to pull you out of a ditch? You're delusional. He's not. He can't.
1: 16 weeks of this.
3: Boy, it's going to be fun. 16 more weeks of this. You got to go find a quarterback. And I don't know who's sitting on a shelf, but you, it's better than what you have right now.
1: And I know it may be better than what you had last night. You're going to get one of your receivers back in in two or three weeks. Uh, Okay. Uh, But this offense just was stagnant. And that's because of number four. Well, then run the ball.
3: Well, you don't have the offensive line to do that. But four is not – he's not an elite quarterback. He missed throw after throw after throw last night.
1: No, well, I mean and I know Collinsworth said it once. He said he's got to make that throw and I'm like, "Welcome to welcome to the party. We we've we've seen this." And why are you just now deciding in the fourth quarter he's got to make that throw? Uh <laughs> you know, again, but I don't know, you know, the the people making the football decisions
3: they don't want to be wrong. They want it to work out for them to be right. And You know, Dak Prescott just saved Mike McCarthy's job again. You know, he did it year before last with the injury. He just saved it again probably because now he has an excuse. They can turn around and look. Oh, well, you know, you didn't have your quarterback for six weeks or more, and then it took him three or four weeks to get back in the rhythm. And, you know, let's just see what happens after this.
1: Are they talking to people this morning?
3: I'd I'd like to think they are, but I don't – I mean – the past, I mean, they didn't do anything in the offseason when they lost their wide receivers to free agency. They they didn't replenish the cover. They didn't do anything with their offensive line when they knew that it was going to be a problem. So why in the world would they go out and find a quarterback today when they know it's a problem? I mean, I, I would hope they are, but I'm not holding my breath. I don't think they are. What quarterback is available that can play? I, that can play. I, I mean you call San Francisco right now and say, what does it take to get what do you want for Garoppolo? What do you want? Cause we've we've got it and, and we'll make a deal with you. Or you call RG three and say, Hey, you've been talking that you're ready to play. You've been working out. Let's, you know, come down here and let's let's watch you throw a little bit. Are you are you for real? I give either one of those guys a chance. I mean, there's not a whole lot sitting on a shelf. But those two guys are sitting out there, and I'm, I'm not a – I at least try to pursue those and find out if, if they're legitimately going to help you. It, either one of those guys right now today are better than what you've got on your roster. They just are. Well, I'll by, ask the question. By far better than what you have on your roster.
1: Why is an RG three on a roster?
3: I, I don't know. I mean I, I, I don't know. I, I he maybe because the depth and other teams have, okay, I, I can get I can get behind that maybe. But he's better than what you have. He's better than Cooper Rush and Danucci. Yeah, Hell, he, you're better than them.
1: Yeah, and here's the other part. Even if you decide to stay that Cooper Rush is your guy, Ben DiNucci cannot be his backup. Holy Man, moly, dude. have you taken a step back.
3: Well, you've just waved the white flag if you let Cooper Rush take a snap next week. Well, I got a feeling he's he's the guy. Well, I, I, I'm i not disagreeing with you, but I again,
1: I don't think this franchise a quarterback coming is o- in here.
3: This franchise is okay with losing. They're they're not the Dallas Cowboys we grew up on. You can say America's team, and they make all the money in the world. Fine, but that doesn't mean anything to me. Wins and losses mean something to me, and they cannot win.
1: Well, and the crazy part is, you look into when they cut on the camera cuts to the booth or the uh, the suite. Well, you got Jerry and his sons sitting on the edge of their seat. I think they want to win. I just don't know that they know how to win. they haven't in 25 years they sure haven't not not at the level that we as cowboy fans want we want championships they they want to they refuse to say that they don't know
3: what we what we know they don't know i mean they're not they're great absolute outstanding businessmen they're not football guys jimmy johnson was the football guy
1: and with that, we say John Morris at three with the Dave Miranda Press Conference and Matt Moseley's at four. We're back tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. right here on ESPN Central Texas.